Okay, good evening tonight. Today is July 19th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is step nine. And our speaker tonight is Christine. Thank you, Christine. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. I'm a little nervous because I haven't spoken a meeting in over a year. Um, so I'm glad to be doing service though, because I definitely need to be doing service. Um, so I'm just gonna show you guys real quickly, um, like a before picture, um, a picture at like my weight last year and then how I look now. And, and then I'll jump into step nine because I don't wanna waste too much time on my story, but um, you know, you can always call me and we can chat because I love outreach, but um, let me just share my screen. Is my screen shared? Nope. Okay, Amy, you might have to, yeah. I was like, I don't know how to do it on the iPad. Um, thank you. Okay, well, there's one picture. Um, this was 2017, I believe, or 2018, um, probably at my top weight. Um, and I mean, I was, I looked like I was having fun there, but I mean, I was miserable. Um, I've had this disease, um, for my whole life, I believe that's currently. Um, and then the one book, that one is me last summer, which was at my thinnest. Um, so I mean, quickly what it was like, um, like I said, I've had this disease my whole life, um, I've been in and out of the rooms since 2015, I'm 28 years old. I joined when I was 21. Um, my first in-person meeting because way before COVID, um, I was in and out. I was in college. I went away. I tried Weight Watchers, the whole thing. Um, and then I ended up getting a sponsor right when COVID hit, um, who was like, are you willing to go to any length? And I was like, yes. Um, and I FaceTimed her in the grocery store with my mask and my gloves. And I was like reading the ingredients. I was really like, I was done, um, which was awesome. I got great recovery. Um, I started sponsoring and then my sponsee relapsed and then I relapsed. Um, fast forward a year, um, or a little less than a year now, um, I ended up getting a sponsor who was closer to my age. Not that there was anything wrong with my sponsor that I had, but she reminded me of like a mini version of my previous sponsor um, that we related really well together. Um, and I went through the steps again. Um, and then I had a sponsee, they fell off and I was just, I felt like I wasn't doing it right. Um, and then I had a slip with a different kind of food and I realized that I can't have dried fruit because it tastes too much like candy. Um, so this past January, um, I put that down and my sponsor was like, I feel like we missed something in the steps. Like, let's go through them again. And uh, we went through them again. Now I've been abstinent six months now, I believe. Um, and I have a sponsee. She's here today. And I'm so happy. Um, and um, yeah, so that's kind of what it was like, what happened, what it's like now. Um, so step nine, um, <laughs> I recently did, um, a few amends. I've had a lot of amends in my recovery. Um, I've had to make amends to stores for stealing. 
Um, I went to school um, at the University of Albany um, and I live in Orange County, New York. So I'm about an hour and 45 minutes that I drove to the Walmart that I stole for from five years ago or six years ago, whenever it was. And um, I went and I said, I have the money. And they were like, I'm so glad that you did this. Like people need to be more like you. Um, and, you know, I, I was always afraid of getting arrested or something bad happening, but I was willing to go to this. I went, I stole from makeup stores. I mean, I just loved doing that. Um, so those were scary. Um, I've also had to make amends for jobs that I've worked at, um, which, you know, I'm in the field of counseling and, um, there were some times where I put clients in danger. Um, not proud to say that now, but I've come past that of course, from recovery. Um, so those amends were very, very tough and uncomfortable. Um, but I was willing to, to do it. And with my higher power and my fellows, I was able to, um, do that. And more recently, um, I was going to make amends to my stepdad for something. And, um, my sponsor was like, you actually don't need to make an amends to this for him. Um, because it was something that every time I've made a couple amends to him, um, and every time I did, he would always kind of like degrade me and make me feel worse. Um, so for the first time I did like a written amends, like a FU kind of letter, but also like thanking him for, for what he's provided in my life. Um, and then my sponsor had me burn it. And that was kind of like my amends and that was super powerful. Um, and also I'm fingers crossed getting this apartment, moving out of my house, my, my home. Um, and I feel like that's going to be the best amends for my family because my mom, with my mom and my stepdad, um, we have really rocky relationships. Um, and I also had to make an amends to my boyfriend. Um, I was always scared of getting abused in relationships. Um, lo and behold, I can be the abuser. Um, you know, I would get mad and I would like punch my, like push him and stuff. And I had to make amends to my sponsor said, no, keep my sponsor was like, that's ridiculous. Keep your hands to yourself. Like talking to a child, you know? Um, and I had to make that amends too, which was also kind of uncomfortable, even though he understands, um, it was still hard to, um, to kind of face that about myself. Um, and another amends I had to make was to a friend who I flirted with a guy that she liked, um, a year ago and she was still mad about it. Um, and she was willing to meet up with me. I drove into New York city, um, and we met up and, you know, I made my amends to her and now we're friends again. I mean, I just feel like most of my amends have been positive. Um, and just recently kind of finishing them again, um, has really been awesome. And yeah, I don't know if I have anything else to say. <laughs> How much time do I have? You have mm, 12 minutes. That's a lot. Okay. Um, my sponsor said to have God speak through me. So I didn't really have like a full script ready to go. Um, but I guess I can talk about something that's been bothering me in my recovery. Um, I've been struggling a lot with my body image. Um, 
and like body dysmorphia like in that picture that I that Amy showed with me in the black dress I thought I was I looked very heavy there um and I I look back now and I'm like why I was like picking at my loose skin because you know from going to the weight I was to the weight I had dropped down to I had loose skin but it wasn't terrible and now I'm 20 pounds heavier still abstinent but my body I guess was changing um and you know it's something that that's like the hardest thing for me is my body image and like being okay in my body um I don't know if I just haven't hit that with my recovery yet um because I I have spoken to fellows who they're like I'm okay with my body like I feel good and I'm just like even when I was at my lowest I still didn't feel good um so just wanted to share that um, because I know I need to be honest with fellows and with my higher power. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really all I have. Is that okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minutes shares. Is this, is a, can you hear me? Amy? Am I muted? You're good. Oh, okay. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter stuff being studied this week. We ask you to accept the guideline, this guideline, in order to keep this meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or the star nine if you're on the phone, and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. That's me. And ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set timer for three minutes for each chair and announcement time is up. Um, okay, so we will now, oh no. Now I will call um, names in order for sharing. Hi, uh, Catherine, uh, Recovered Compulsive Reader. Um, my question is around uh, it, whether you had any amends to to people who either didn't want to receive an amends from you, maybe you wouldn't set up a time, or where you weren't able to to connect with them, and and what you did in the, in that circumstance. Yeah, um, thank you for the question. Um, well, an amends that, I mean, it's, it has to do with family, with my biological dad. He's passed from the disease of drugs. Um, and I wasn't able, obviously, to do like a physical amends to him. Um, so my sponsor also had me write a letter. And um, I, in a million years, would never have thought it came out the way it did. Um, if you want, I can read it. I actually have it. Um, it's like pretty quick, but... Um, I said, dear dad, first, I want to say that I wish I could read this to you in person, or at least have you be able to hear it. I want to start off by saying, I love you. I barely knew you, but you are my dad, the person who helped create me. I know my stepdad would say things like your sperm donor, as if you weren't a human. I am so sorry for viewing you this way too. Since I am also an addict and have worked the 12 steps, I see myself in you. I see that you didn't have a program like I have. I can only imagine the pain and isolation of not being able to reach out to God in fellowship about this disease. I do not hate you or think badly of you anymore. 
I now have sympathy, understanding, and love for you. I hope you are at peace wherever you are. I love you always. So that really was something that I never thought I would write. I mean, I would write like a few letters to my dad. Um, so I think this amends was something that I couldn't do in person, but was very healing. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Thank you. I just go. Hi, Christine, Liz Compulsive Overeater. Thank you so much for your share and your bravery and your courage. Um, I'm still like, I'm in like step six, seven right now. And I just did my fifth step with my sponsor. And I got to some of my fears, some of the hurt that I caused people. And I just, it was so hard to just admit that out loud, but I did. And I'm dreading step eight, step nine. And I'm just, I don't, you know, it's, it's so easy for me to say, no, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt him too much to hear it. So I'm not going to have to do it. But did you go through any of that? And how did you become willing to go through your step eight? Nine? Thank you. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I kind of felt that way about all my amends um, because, you know, writing them, I'm like, oh, I got this, like, it'll be easy. And then when the time came um, to actually like call that person or reach out um, or to physically go to a store, I mean, that was like, the, like I was like, I'm dying right now. I don't want to do this. Um, you just have to have faith. I mean, that's really like, my sponsor was like, let's say a prayer together before you go in, let's say a prayer before you go talk to this person. Like it's really, um, turning it over because that's all you can really do. Like the response for, from the other people, um, is something that we can't control. So no matter how it goes, you're taking responsibility for your part and that's going to keep you abstinent and that's going to keep you in recovery. I hope that answers it. <laughs> Hi, Kelly Compulsive Overeater. Um, so today I just finished um, all my amends. Um, that was, whew, that was uh, terrifyingly good, if you would. Like, so I had 10 total that I had to do. And my easiest that I thought was going to be my easiest turned out to be my worst. Like it backfired. It got messy. Um, it was towards my best friend. So I thought she would be more sympathetic and she just like balked on the program and made me feel this big I'm realizing now that maybe this isn't a relationship that I need moving forward. So how would you deal like with um, doing amends to people who really distrust this program and um, make you feel that way for trying to better yourself? What would be your suggestion? Good question again. Um, I would suggest just being honest, but also saying like, um, I don't know if you started off by saying that you were in a 12-step program, um, 
but if you did and the person doesn't understand, you know, you can only really say like, I'm doing this for myself, but also to make the amends with you too. Like it's, it's about you, but it's also about like yourself trying to clean your side of the street. Um, and it might be weird and uncomfortable saying that, but like I said before, at the end of the day, like that's their own issue. Um, and I've learned that I live with myself. So my recovery is the only thing that matters, um, and how I feel about it. So. Hi, Christine, thank you so much for your share. Uh, Yvonne, compulsive overeater. Um, I've just recently um, come through some amends. I still have uh, several on my list uh, to make. A very interesting experience for me, um, super uncomfortable. I was at the grocery store as well. Um, and of course, you know, they're paging the manager over the uh, intercom system and you're standing there at the front for what seems like an eternity waiting for them to arrive and uh, so when I told him what was going on he's like what like I don't I don't get it so it was like I had to try to explain another way so um, it was weird and uncomfortable but in the end um, they took the money for their store charity which was lovely um, and the feeling of I think that's the thing it's like I'm not going to pretend that amends are all great and peachy. Some of them are really quite uncomfortable, but the most uncomfortable ones have the biggest pink cloud experience after them, like that release, that relief of letting go of some of those things that you've held on to or not even ever maybe admitted in your whole life before um, is just really freeing and um, gives you the you know, courage and strength to keep going on um, through the, the list of amends. Um, so anyways, um, I did have um, a couple of things. First, thank you for talking about body dysmorphia. I think that sometimes we don't like to talk about the weight and the body and stuff enough. And yet I think a lot of us have those same issues around you know, looking in the mirror and, and it just not kind of lining up for us where, where we are and what's going on with with weight and food and our heads all together. Um, and then um, the question I have is that uh, when you went through the steps the last time with the sponsor, you said, well, let's do it again. There must be something that we missed. And I was just curious as to whether when you dug down in yet again, did you find something that you felt had been um, missed and that led you to be a little even more successful this time through the steps? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for asking that question. Um, I found that I wasn't as honest. Um, I was honest, but like, you know, I would be like, I'm, I'm not going to tell my sponsor this. It's not really that big of a deal. Um, and just being completely open and honest with my sponsor, um, especially in my, my nightly reviews, um, I was answering a lot like, yes, no, yes, no. To like the questions, was I resentful, selfish, dishonest? Um, and I found that my recovery got better when I emphasized it more. When I wrote, like, okay, maybe I wasn't just like dishonest, but was I thinking dishonestly? Like, was I thinking I like, oh, I can't do the, I can't do my job. Like that's dishonest. I can do my job. Um, and really being specific. Um, because I always thought like, this is going to be, this is going to be for my sponsor. I'm sending it to my sponsor. Right. And it's like, no, this is my nightly review to help with my recovery. Um, 
and like get out of that, like people pleasing. So that was definitely something that I needed to do, do different. And also we went through step four in like a little bit of a different way. Um, still the, through the big book, um, but kind of a little bit more like bullet points um, and not as crazy detailed to find like, like really where I was at fault um, and to really dig in that way. Um, so those were kind of the two things that I needed to work on more um, in my steps. And also with six and seven, um, we started reading Drop the Rock together, which is an awesome book. If you guys don't know about it, I would check it out um, because when we did it the previous time, it's like, yeah, you do six and seven, um, but then you need a routine with it. Like I had to do it every night, like list my character defects and then what are the opposites um, and say that to myself with the step seven prayer before going to bed. So things like that really helped. Um, so I hope that answers your question with that. Thanks, Yvonne. Francesca. Hi everyone, I'm Francesca, compulsive overeater and bulimic. Um, and thank you so much, um, Betty, for leading um, for me. And thank you, Christine. Um, I, yeah, first of all, your lighting is amazing and it's just making me really happy. So I have to acknowledge that. And um, thank you for reading that letter um, to your stepdad and the way you've been, or to your dad, sorry, and your, um, the way you've been answering um questions and stuff and also i just really loved your like this is your clarity just very clear and that that was it and um it just yeah i'm just very grateful and um so i have to make a uh, amends um to um the group i said that i was having technology problems so i asked them to lead for me an hour before and I was not having technology problems. Um, so I just um, wanted to be honest to the group men's. I, um, right after work, I binged. And um, then I, um, Christine asked me if I was gonna be on and I said I was having technology problems but I was gonna listen. And um, yeah, I like, like was like, oh wait, let me purge, right? You know, oh wait, is the meeting starting, you know? So, you know, bummer, of course. Um, but it's just not, but, and just kind of like honesty, um, and compassion and, um, showing up and being visible and, um, and yeah, figuring out the, where I'm, yeah, all, all of that. Um, uh, oh, and one other person asked me if, um, I was okay right around that time. And I was like, yeah, I'm great. Like, so, um, so yeah, so thank you to the group and Betty, and everyone um, and showing up and telling your stories and support um, and hearing me. And um, thank you, Christine, and for sharing about your body image as well. That's something that, um, yeah, I have never been in the as low of body weight as I am now. And it's still just, you know, confusing. Uh, so anyways, I'm gonna pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Francesca. Uh, Yvonne, you still have your hand up. Did you want to share again? Um, I saw Bob's hand for a minute. Nope, he's gone. I'll go. Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Thank you, Betty. Thank you, Christine. 
Thank you, everybody doing service here today. Thank you, everybody who is here today. Welcome to the new folks. It is so good to see you. Um, you know, it was step nine. It was the need to make amends that made me willing to do big book recovery in a way that I had not been willing to do before, allowed me to, or gave me the impetus to surrender um, in a way that I had not been willing to before. Um, I, I was <laughs> so ironic. My father is currently in the hospital recovering from COVID and pneumonia. My mother also got it. He's a transplant recipient, type two diabetes, gained and lost over hundred pounds multiple times in his life. I won't take his inventory, but you know, a cautionary tale for me. And so very immunocompromised and he got COVID and he ended up in the hospital and very, very scary. It was the idea that my parents would get COVID and die before I had a chance to make our, to make amends, but to make our relationship right. That terrified me. And I called somebody sobbing, sobbing. I don't have time for inventories. Can I just go straight to the amends? And they were like, well, no, but let me play devil's advocate for a second. What would you say even if you could? And I started be, I started saying all of the things that they had done to me that I was mad about. And they were like, yeah, no, 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 you can't make amends because you haven't forgiven. You haven't looked at your part. You're, you're still so, so, you know, I get it. And like, man, wouldn't that be cool? Um, but no. And first is the admission that I'm powerless and I got to go through all the stuff that's in between there and step nine. And um, when I actually did make amends to my parents, it was incredibly cathartic. It was, it was, it was really, really wonderful, but I didn't feel the effects of it. Well, I did, but I didn't feel, or I wasn't aware of just how meaningful it was until, God, it must've been a couple years later. My mother had a health scare and she had been hiding it. And when she finally told me, I was calm and, you know, stayed present and asked what the next right action was and asked her what kind of support she needed. And she said, wow, I was kind of afraid to tell you because I was afraid of how you would react because I had always been insane with my love, uh, with my fear is the truth. The fear had that hijacks the love. Um, and I said to her, well, I don't blame you for that. I spent decades teaching you that I was not a safe space and I'm sorry for that. And I, you know, I hope that I can be now. She was like, you're very different now. And I feel relieved that I can tell you, oh my goodness. And that's my time. So that worked out well. Um, thank you again, Christine, so much. And we do still have uh, time for shares because we, you know what, you know what I'm going to do?